This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hey guys, so I just wanted to jump on here because we kind of jumped right into this episode. I didn't really get to uh, intro myself in or um, give you guys too much about Elizabeth April. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about her, but I just want to say that first off, thank you so much for being so supportive of my show and subscribing and listening and leaving reviews. It really means so much to me and I love doing this show and getting to share this space with all of you. So thank you so much. I just wanted to say that. And if you guys haven't left a review yet and you do love this show, please do leave me a uh, five-star review. And so with that, I just wanted to say this episode today is really um, a little bit different than my typical guests, although I have been, as you guys know, dipping more into spirituality and everything that's kind of going on right now in the world um, in the sense of spirituality and our consciousness and just the way the world is shifting and going. And so I thought it was really interesting to have this amazing guest on, Elizabeth April, She is just an incredible woman and shares so much insight of her own life and what she's learned and what she wants to awaken others to. And I've been following her for quite a bit now and I've learned so much and I'm really truly um, inspired by her fierceness and what she shares. So I hope for those that can hold the space for this, um, it's interesting for you. Maybe it awakens you, you know, maybe you take a piece from it, whatever it may be. I hope you guys really like this episode. I'm really excited about it. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about Elizabeth April. Elizabeth April is a cosmic intuitive, cosmic channeler who has the ability to go into other realms and dimensions in order to gain access to information through vibration and visuals. By having the ability to explore past lives, Elizabeth works with individuals who want to comprehend their past, their present, and their future. Elizabeth April is most excited about exploring the topics of spiritual awakening, cosmic disclosure, the Galactic Federation of Light, and quantum physics. Whether you are sitting in her audience, watching her YouTube channel, or participating in a session, the insights channeled through her will leave you feeling in tune with the limitless possibilities existing in the universe. And so guys, that's why I say I hope you take something away from this episode. She truly is a gem. So hope you guys like it. Hi loves, welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I have such an incredible guest today. I cannot wait for you guys to get to hear her and know her. I have been following her on social media and everything she does. I actually uh, discovered her through my cousin uh, who enjoys her galactic events monthly and is a supporter. And I am just blown away by her and her authenticity and her openness and realness and rawness. This is one you guys are going to have to really dive in for and hold space and be really open, but I'm going to let her tell you all about that. So amazing Elizabeth April, welcome to my show. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here and, you know, spreading a little bit of truth, knowledge, and awakening today. 
I'm so honored and excited to have you. I, like I said, I've been following, you know, you on social for quite a little bit now and watching everything that you share and then going, you know, backward into things you shared back in 2008 and, you know, 2010 and all those are things about, you know, predictions and where you were and how, you know, how you were in life. And it's amazing to see everything you shared came not only true, but it's like you're living it. And I just think that is like so amazing of you to be so real and run open. So for those that like, you know, don't know you and don't even know like what we're talking about right now, can you give a little insight to like who you are and how you kind of started and walked this journey? Yeah, absolutely. So right now in this incarnation, I'm 28 and I feel like my whole life has been a process of awakening. Um, I, I was born with extrasensory abilities. I know a lot of kids, especially these days, as you know, are very heightened and very sensitive. So, you know, I was seeing ghosts and spirits and chakras and auras and even talking to interdimensional beings at a young age. Of course, I was raised Catholic, so I didn't really know that I was talking to a Palladian being necessarily. I, I actually thought that I was talking to God uh, and all the angels. And, um, and so it was kind of like a slow and steady progression from there. Um, even though I was raised Catholic, luckily my parents were both very open, very supportive. You know, even through a divorce, um, I really felt that love from both sides. And it was around the age of 10 years old where I felt overwhelmed, um, I was getting bullied, I felt like I didn't fit in and I had trouble making friends. And um, so that's when I just decided to shut off all of those abilities. And I did that very consciously. And at that time, I kind of looked around and I asked myself, how do kids my age make friends? And basically what I concluded was, that sports um, was the way. So I decided to get involved into sports and, um, and all of a sudden I did start making friends, you know? And that went on until around the age of 14. And it was around that time where I basically had everything that a 14 year old would wanna have. My grades weren't great, um, but I had a loving supportive family. I had a great friend network you know, and everything was going really well, but I continued to have panic and anxiety attacks and really spiraling into a deep depression. And I think that that comes down to me just not knowing who I was and losing that spiritual element, that, that soul aspect of myself. So I really started seeking for answers at that time. I went to, you know, my doctor, I went to my high school teacher, I went to my friends at that age, you know, always just asking the same question, you know, what's the point of life? Why are we here? Who are we really? And no one, not even a priest could give me the answers that I was looking for. So I was really disappointed because here are a group of individuals who are, you know, the authority figures of society, and they don't necessarily have the answers either. So it kind of looked pretty bleak for a couple of years there between 14 and 16. And finally, at the age of 16, it was my dad actually, who recommended a past life regression. And I didn't know this, but he actually took a, a regression past life regression course um, in university. And um, he knew how to do this and he had done it before. So he actually gave me this 
hour and a half long past life regression. And during it, we went into about five different past lifetimes. And in every lifetime, I was in a position to help humanity. Sometimes I was a healer, sometimes I was a philosopher, sometimes I was um, just a channeler like I am today. And in every single one of these lifetimes, I was receiving information and giving it to humanity to help them evolve. And so at 16, I realized that this was once again, my purpose, my mission. And even though I knew that I still went off to university, I um, went for a double major and ended up graduating with honors in uh, global political economy. So poli-sci and communications. So I think that for me, I was just very curious in where the power is really being held within this matrix system. And of course it would be in global politics and, and global you know, e-commerce or commerce. So um, yeah, and so then after that, I ended up stealing my dad's past life regression book or at least I copied all of the contents of his book. <laughs> and I took that with me to university and that's kind of how I made friends, you know, so at 18, 19, I would go around and asking kids in my class if they believed in reincarnation. I was definitely probably the weird one, but here I am stepping back into, you know, that life and these abilities. And so I did that for anyone who was open, just free, as many free sessions as I could do. I did it on um, pretty much every family member as well. And um, then at a certain point in time, I asked myself, you know, past life regression is great, but it takes, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes just to get the individual into a trance-like state so that they can experience their past lifetimes. I thought to myself, is it possible for me to actually just regress myself to put myself into a trance-like state and just tap into their information and their past lifetimes? And surprisingly, I did it and it started working. And no longer did I have to take the time to basically separate the individual's ego and, and present moment from their Akashic records because I could just do it very rapidly and navigate it myself and ask all the right questions. And instead of it taking an hour and a half, it took me like 15 minutes. Um, and so at that point in time, I started astral traveling, remote viewing, lucid dreaming, um, started tapping into telepathy. I mean, all of these abilities came rushing back to me. But at that time, if you asked me if aliens existed or if they were around, I would probably say that, yeah, you know, there's got to be something else out there in the universe, but there's no way there's aliens on this planet. There's no way they would bother with just us, like little old humans. I mean, there's there's plenty of terrestrial planets out there in the universe. So it didn't make sense. Of course, it didn't make sense until I got abducted. <laughs> huh. And that's when the next level of kind of can of worms opened up. And um, this was during a 10 day silent meditation retreat in the middle of the woods. And on the second night of meditation, I was very consciously, very physically abducted by interdimensional beings um, in the middle of the night. And to be honest, it was quite a fear-based abduction. It wasn't pleasant, it wasn't fluffy, it wasn't nice at all. Um, and they, it was, but it was relatively quick. And they ended up putting um, a chip, I guess you could call it, in my ear, uh, just a, a tracking device. So 
eventually I got the tracking device kind of um, deactivated is what you would call it so that it wasn't an issue. But that abduction experience opened my mind and opened me up to a whole world that I'd never really thought about, which is aliens. And all of a sudden I started having very vivid flashback and very vivid recall to myself as an interdimensional being, just like I would have very vivid flashback and recall to myself in other lifetimes on this planet. I started doing that, but for other lifetimes off this planet. And then of course I started talking to the Galactic Federation and got introduced or reintroduced to Palladians and Greys and Mantis beings. And I started channeling um, cosmic families for my clients and cosmic lifetimes for them as well. So that was about 10 years ago now, 18, 19 years old. And here I am 28, 10 years later, and uh, I'm still kind of, you know, trekking along doing what I love. And, you know, like we were kind of chatting before this, um, I never thought back in 2010, I never thought that I would be here now talking about things like reptilians and Palladians and the Galactic Federation. But the fact that there's been massive disclosure and there continues to be massive disclosure within this realm of interdimensionals and aliens, um, it really validates what I'm doing and it makes me feel very relieved that the rest of humanity is rapidly ascending, is rapidly awakening, and I'm no longer just that crazy alien girl. You know, I'm, I'm rooted in validity, which is so nice to be here and to speak my truth and to not feel apprehensive in doing so. Wow. I mean, thank you so much for sharing all of that, because like you said, like, you know, before you felt like this crazy person or like this crazy <laughs> alien girl, like what, like what, like, what am I, what is this? And I love that such a young age, you search for like, like, what is the meaning of life? Like, what are we all like doing here? And I think it's incredible that not only that you shared that, you know, you went through that journey, but like that you did reach out to those around you and those you trusted and those that are, you know, quote unquote, in the system that should be able to tell you. And they're like, um, we don't have an answer for you. And you're like, wow. And I think it's amazing that you stepped into your own power over time and were able to say, well, then I'm going to figure it out. I'm not just going <laughs> to take it for face value. I'm going to actually figure it out. Yep. Yep, exactly. And, and I feel like, I mean, especially when I first started opening up to my channeling abilities, if you could imagine yourself or really any other human all of a sudden having the ability to ask a question and gain access to the information, I wanted to know everything. Like, who is Jesus? What is religion? How did we get here? How are aliens involved in all of this? What is the meaning of life? I mean, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's some of the stuff that I cover in my videos and and try and relate to people. And I think that deep down, all of us as old souls and star seeds and light workers, we've all really had the same questions. And we all know that there's something more going on, but we just haven't been given the information that resonates within the container of this society. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, so true. Well, and, you know, I have so many questions for you, but the first one that comes to mind is like, you know, when you described that abduction, like, you know, like you said, it was very like fear-based. I mean, I can imagine even anyone listening right now, if they, if, if they're, if they're tuned in and they're, and they're actually being open and they're listening right now and they heard that, you know, I'm sure there is such a, a fear, you know, feeling, you know, hearing that. I mean, how would you 
describe that, you know, like you said, you went through that, that was kind of like this new awakening and almost like forced fully like opening to like pushing you to the next level. And now you're in like such contact with, like you mentioned the galactic duration of light and all the things that you're doing, like, what was that shift like? And like, what would you describe, I guess, from going from like that level to the next level to where you are now? Yeah. I mean, it was just a lot of like, okay, let's call it this. It was a lot of experiencing polarity. Um, Even when I came home and I went to my student housing after the meditation retreat and I told who was my best friend at the time that I ended up getting abducted while I was there, she went around to all of my other university roommates and said, you know, Elizabeth is crazy. She thinks that she got abducted, right? And of course, all of the the, the weirdness and the bullying and, and being left out in childhood came right back to me thinking, oh, crap, you know, you know, this is crazy. This does sound crazy and I can't tell anyone, right? So it was really a lot of like, I mean, now people take a look at my content or they listen to where I'm at and there is so much conviction. And I think that it took a long time for me to get to a place where I am truly so confident in the information that I have because I have firsthand experience in this stuff that I talk about. And that's why I don't really blame anyone who just doesn't either get it, it doesn't resonate, or they just don't believe it um, because they haven't had that firsthand experience, right? So there was just a lot of playing with polarity when I first stepped into this. When I stepped into the understanding of aliens, I stepped into it in a very fear-based way. I experienced a lot of psychic attacks at that time because I was opening up to my psychic and spiritual and third eye abilities, but I was open. I didn't have discernment. I didn't have protection. I didn't know how to navigate the ethers and the cosmos and the different dimensions. So I was very prone to attack. Um, So I really experienced a lot of that dark side and I'm so grateful that I did because that allows me to see everything at face value and not to hold any sort of fear around it. I truly believe that fear comes from the unknown. So the fact that I've known the light side, especially nowadays, it's all very light and positive and beautiful and, and pretty much above the polarity. But back then, I'm so grateful that I had those psychic attacks that I, you know, I got targeted in those ways that I had uh, those kind of experiences, because that allows me to no longer hold any fear around it. It's like they have tried their worst, and I'm still here. And at the end of the day, I'm still thriving. So um, yeah, so it's just it's it has been tumultuous. And I think a lot of people just take a look at where I'm at or the content that I have and automatically assume, wow, she must have been confident like that the whole time. But it's been a tough world to navigate through. And now it's just getting easier and easier, which is amazing, especially for these these younger children and star seeds that are born with tenfold capabilities that that I was born with. And they're going to be really leading the charge, you know, moving forward as well. Wow. I mean, again, just so, you know, vulnerable. And I love that you said like, you really looked at it almost like a a blessing in disguise that you were able to be like, okay, well, I've kind of experienced it all, the heaviness, the darkness, and I'm still here. And I'm now above it, like in the sense of you can see it all and you know, the trajectory and where you're going and you know, what's happening. I mean, that's so 
powerful in so many ways. And, you know, I also really love that you shared just on a very simple, you know, basic level that the bullying and the not fitting in. I mean, there are so many, myself included, that can relate to those kinds of stories that know what that feels like and know what it feels like to be isolated and taken out and just feel like, oh my gosh, like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I fit in? And so for you, I can't even imagine the level because like, like you said, there was no like, oh, where do I find my middle? There was no middle ground for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like I've really created a standard of what I understand and what I believe. And that's really unwavering at this time. And I think part of part of what's happening right now is we have such an evolution. We have such an expansion of consciousness on the planet. So many people are rapidly evolving and they don't necessarily have all of the experience. So they're still figuring it out, which also means that they're very vulnerable to um, interpretations or projections or, you know, or being kind of led astray in that way. And I really do believe that when I kind of first got, you know, online, right, because I was channeling long before I ever got online. And then I got a message from my guide saying, all right, this is the time the world is ready. And I remember releasing my first YouTube video back in 2016. And my guides were like so amped up, like the the world is ready. Okay, I'm releasing this video. It's on whatever it is, or just an intro. And I had like two people viewing it. And I'm like, oh, I, but I thought the world was ready. Like, (laughs) where's the world? I was so confused. And because I stepped into being like, it's so easy to be in my own reality and say, yep, this is my experience. And I'm traveling to another dimension and I'm talking to this being. And, and it's just so easy to be there and stay there and be comfortable and safe in that place. It's a whole other experience to take that experience, that knowledge, that navigation, that information and put it to the public who who hasn't necessarily been there. And um, because I kind of put myself out there with a lot of doubt, I attracted a lot of people doubting me. And that made me doubt myself even further, right? So once again, you know, I'm only at this place of conviction because I've realized that look, not everyone's going to get it and that's okay, but I know what I know because I've had that firsthand experience. And right now, so many light workers, so many starseeds, so many old souls waking up are getting the same thing, you know, from their family members, from their friends. Oh, what, you believe in aliens? Oh, what, you watch this content? You know, and they're the ones that are being outcasted. And it's only because they haven't risen above their own polarity and their own self-doubt. The second that you do that and you're like, no, screw it. This is what I believe in. After you have that surety in your mind, you actually start experiencing it. And I kind of mirror it to um, the whole like losing weight and loving yourself. You can't put the condition on loving yourself based on losing weight. I'm only going to love myself once I lose 10 pounds, right? You can't say, I'm only going to believe in aliens once I experience it. It just doesn't work that way. There has to be that belief. There has to be that intention. There has to be that focus of, I love myself unconditionally no matter what. Then you lose the weight. 
because there's not an attachment to the validation in the physical world, if that makes sense. So I understand that right now, so many old souls are going through this very tough navigational process of figuring out what resonates with them. Not only that, but then standing in the, in the conviction of what resonates with them. Well, I love that you related it to, you know, self-love and body love, because it's such a tangible, you know, thing that we can all hold and understand. And you're right. And there's something about that too, that's beautiful, that it's like, once you step into your power, no matter what it is in life, that it you do feel, in my opinion, and I've experienced your own isolations, you feel your own, you know, removals. It's like, almost like, I no longer am going to buy into what's being told to me. So I'm going to step into who I am and into myself as source. And now you're going to feel isolated because not everybody is aligned with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and that isolation piece is so huge. And even before 2020, you know, I always kind of, in my mind, you have to break down to break through and you have to isolate to elevate, right? And so <laughs> moving into 2020 and there's these mandatory quarantines, this is fantastic. This is the best thing. I know this is not the popular belief. What happened in 2020 was the best thing that could have ever happened to all of humanity. And I am forever grateful and indebted to 2020 for that because mandatory quarantine was a mandatory ego check it was a mandatory identity check. It was a mandatory spiritual cocooning. You know, it was, it was everything that we need to evolve. And I can't even express the amount of individuals who have not only just found my content in the past year, but in general, it's like, yeah, so I've been a lawyer for 25 years. And last week I woke up and like, I'm getting these stories every day of people just realizing all of it all at once, you know, a week ago, you know, it blows my mind because I've been on the journey for such a long time. But 2020 has been a a profound spiritual shift, especially because of that isolation, especially because we're not even allowed to distract ourselves in the same ways that we did in the past, right? With the nine to five job and the bar hopping and the attachment to identity and what have you, right? So this is, I think my opinion is just so positive about 2020. I love that you said that and shared that, Elizabeth, because, you know, I have felt the same in a lot of ways with 2020. And I'll share that with my friends and they'll say, what are you crazy? It's been such a hard year. And I'm like, look, I get it. There's a lot of things that have been hard. There's a lot of things that have been sad, but I have felt the same. You know, I became a mom of two and I, you know, with my first daughter, Amelia, you know, I suffered pretty heavy postpartum depression. And I, you know, when you were just saying the breakdown to the breakthrough, it was something I very much experienced when I went through my postpartum depression and came to the other side and rediscovered myself and became a much more real and raw vulnerable version of myself and where I was kind of living a little bit more surface when I was doing the celebrity styling and was very much in the Hollywood industry. And so, you know, uh, fast forward to having Arlie during this time and, you know, during the pandemic and the whole thing. And I realized like, wow, what a gift it was to not only be able to step into my power as a mom of two and who I truly was at the core, but to have my husband home and not, you know, gone where I could emotionally and mentally feel more stable and adjust to being a mom of two and taking myself 
off of an autopilot of, you know, feeling like I had to run back to styling and being with my celebrity clients and dealing with, you know, their egos and this and that, and actually allow myself to like, you know, like reform and re be almost reborn as a mom of two and actually adjust to all that. And it's been so beautiful and so eye-opening for me and just so telling in so many ways that I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm truly standing in my power and I'm understanding like so much of, you know, motherhood and how to, you know, juggle things and, and but to be more accepting of myself and have more grace and just like take my foot off the brake. And it has just been so enlightening to me on so many levels. So I just wanted to say like, I resonate with that so hard. Absolutely. And, you know, I kind of chuckle, um, at all of the, I don't know, I don't, you know, it doesn't just have to be celebrities, but all of the individuals who, who cared before quarantine about, you know, spending a thousand dollars on a handbag or, you know, a t-shirt with a name brand on it. It's like, you know, we're starting to realize that these things are all just an illusion and they don't actually matter. And there's really no validity to that. So I think that, even the individuals who are used to a certain kind of lifestyle are also starting to break down on these illusionary concepts of, hey, you know, um, sweatpants are sweatpants and we're now wearing them every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a sweatpants or, or a robe is really my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love, I got to get onto that robe game. That's That sounds great. <laughs> oh my God. It's just sometimes it's like, you just want to kind of still obviously feel like you're like, you know, under your covers and you don't want to yeah. fully get dressed, but you got to like do something. <laughs> so the robe is like a great in-between. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's like a blanket that's just dropped to your body. Pretty much. Exactly. And you can get like, you know, different like cozy fabrics and colors. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. It's like, I, I laugh now. Cause like when I get on zooms with my clients to like dress them and everything and help them, I'm like, I dress up obviously like for them to like show them what to wear. And I'm like, look, I'm either legit, like 100 dressed up and like fabulous or I'm in my robe. There is no in between. <laughs> but I love that you said, I want to go back to when you said about the illusion, you know, I think that that's what a lot of people, like you said, are starting to wake up to. And I love that you shared that you've gotten so many messages from all over, from all walks of life, like a lawyer who's like, oh my gosh, you know, I recently woke up. Let's dive a little more into that. Like what, you know, I know there's so much to that, but for those that are listening, like what does it mean to wake up? What does it mean to kind of, you know, um, look at like the world that we're in as an illusion? Like, what does all of that mean to those that are like, wait, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I'll, you know, something that just popped into my mind was a memory. This was kind of like the first time that I remember that I was conscious in this lifetime anyway. I, I think I was around the age of six years old and I was in the back of my parents' minivan and I was sitting behind the driver's seat. And just for whatever reason, it was just such a normal moment of driving here to there, what have you. And I just remember looking at my hands and moving my fingers. And I remember at that age trying to explain to my parents. And I think I said something to the effect of, I can move my fingers, <laughs> right? To, to a parent, as you know, I mean, the kids are gonna say stuff like that all the time. But to me, it was this absolutely profound moment of realizing that I have this body that I'm able to control and I can do anything with this body, you know? 
Um, and it was just such a clear conscious moment. And so I really truly believe that, you know, we, we do live in a matrix, okay? Very similar to the, the, the movie series, but ultimately this is a container of experience. And within this container, there are certain limitations. Like for example, as we are existing as a soul in this body, the limitations are, well, you have to eat and you have to drink and you know, and you have to sleep. And there are certain things that we need to do to maintain this container. But it's all really, it's not irrelevant. And I don't, I don't, you know, I love using the word illusion, but it's not to undermine the experience of it. It's not to say that none of this exists. It's to say that this is only a small fractal of what truly exists out there in the universe. So when I reference waking up, it's this moment of being, it's this state of understanding that this physical table and this TV and this bed and this phone and all the things that we have are just a small part of the reality of what is really existing out there in the universe. It's like we start to unravel the container and start to question the deeper aspects of, but why are we in the container? And who created the container? And what is really the purpose of being within the limitations of the container? And can we actually push the limitations of this container to a certain extent where we can break through the container itself, right? So it's like waking up is just realizing that we truly are energy and by focusing on the energy rather than focusing on the physical material, we can break through or change or manifest or recreate anything and everything in the physical world. And uh, one big aspect of waking up is kind of like what I was mentioning, realizing that you are a soul, realizing that you are energy, but also ultimately realizing that we are the creator of this reality. And this is where my beliefs really go against religion, right? I don't believe in one God. I don't believe in a man in the sky. I don't believe that he is judging us. I don't believe that there is even such a thing as right and wrong. And I don't believe that anything or anyone created what's in front of us other than ourself, our own focus, our own intention. Um, I do believe in a source as slash higher power, if you want to call it that. Um, it's just, it's just vibration. It's just energy in the universe that exists within all of us. But I do believe that our free will is the thing that will always dominate over any other interruption or even manipulation of this state of being or reality. So a couple of years ago, maybe, maybe longer than that now, um, I had the realization of, oh, my job doesn't serve me and this doesn't serve me and who am I? And I was just very unsatisfied in a lot of ways. And, and I started to think, you know, I asked myself, I said, do I believe that I created this reality? Yes. Do I believe that I created all of the beautiful good things in my life? Yes. Okay. Do I believe that I created all of the things in my life that don't serve me? Hmm. Yes. Okay. So if you created all of the good and all of the bad in your life, then why don't you just recreate the bad and transition it into good, right? So it's like, 
it's easy for us to take responsibility over all the good things. Oh yeah, sure, I created that, that nice paycheck. Oh sure, I created this new client or whatever. It's very difficult for us to uh, take responsibility over the guy who was texting, who rear-ended you, you know, in traffic, right? Um, that's tough, but ultimately I truly believe that we created that experience. So all day we could play the victim and say that it was someone else's fault and blame your boss for firing you or what have you. But ultimately it was your vibration, not loving the job that you're in that created the reality of your boss firing you. The second that we start taking responsibility over every element of our physical realities within this matrix container is the second that we can shift, change, uncreate, recreate, and reform anything in this physical reality with our vibration, with the power of our intention, our thoughts, and our focus. Wow, so powerful. And I mean, you know, that totally resonates in the sense of like how you were just saying about like someone rear ends you. It's like, it's true. It's like you, you know, you're in the car and, you know, you're maybe in a certain state of anxiety or something's going on and, you know, you're kind of creating that space in your mind and everything going on that like that happens. And I've definitely, I guess, been more aware and awake to that as I kind of became a mom of like the things that I've thought and the things that I tell myself, like, it's very interesting how I think when you do become a mom, you kind of wake up in your own way and come into this spiritual awakening. And, you know, I felt that with both my girls in two different ways. And it's wild how, you know, I started doing like, because my postpartum depression, heavy affirmations and gratitude and journaling and all these things, but like what you're talking about, it's like, because I've been doing that and telling myself, you know, more loving stories and just more, you know, I don't want to even say positive, but just more loving, more unconditional, more just, you know, truly self-love, the more that has been shifting. So on a basic level, like that really makes a lot of sense of like what you're saying of how you create that and how that manifests. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, you know, we really have to go through a dark period before we see the light. And I always say that there's two different ways for us to awaken, like two different kind of pathways. Um, they both have pros and cons, to be honest. One path is you have everything that you could ever possibly want, need, and desire. You have everything that society tells you that you should have to be happy. Um, and yet it's not enough. And, and in that moment where you're like, what is happening? I have everything that society tells me that I need to have. And yet, why am I still depressed? Why am I still anxious? And that will lead you to a breakthrough. That will lead you to the questioning that you need to disempower the physical reality, to re-empower the energetic vibrational reality. The other side of awakening or the other path of awakening and like I said, both have pros and cons, but this second path is more common and it's typically through the darkest period of your life. And that's also another reason why 2020 is a, uh, is a period of change. Um, and, you know, you lose everything. You've got nothing left. You're at the bottom of the barrel. You know, you don't know what weighs up or down. And from that place, you start to question. From that place of vulnerability, of complete and utter surrender, of complete unknowing of what's going on and who you are and where you're going, 
that right there, that place will pivot you into the light. It will pivot you into awakening and, and, and questioning in that way. So for me, I, I came from the first place, which is, you know, I had everything that a 14, 15 year old would want. It wasn't much, right? But, you know, I, you know, I was coming from a place of, hey, I should be happy, but why aren't I? There's no real reason for me not to be happy right now. So why am I so miserable, right? And that's where we get the lawyers and the CEOs and, and the guys who are buying a new car every two months. It's, it's just not enough. It's never ever going to be enough because nothing in this physical world is going to satisfy your soul, right? Other than soul exploration. So um, yeah, so I think for people just kind of listening at home, you know, you can ask yourself, how did I get to this place where I'm listening to this podcast and I've started questioning and I've attracted this information, right? You know, where did you come from to get here? And that's always a very fascinating journey to observe. Wow. I mean, just so much power behind that. It's, I mean, it's so true. And, and you're right there. I think there's so many people who do feel like, you know, they climb the ladder or they get to the top or whatever it may be. And it's like, oh, but wait, I'm not happy. And, you know, I mean, even with me with styling, I was getting best dressed everywhere for every client and every celeb and every opportunity and going here and jumping on a jet plane and going there. And I look at that and I look at my life now with my family and my girls. And I, I have said this to so many people, but it's like the happiness I feel now versus what I thought I was feeling happy in. There's no comparison. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you had, you kind of had both experiences, right? You had the postpartum depression, you went through the dark period, you had, you were forced to, to do the self-love rituals. And at the same time, you had everything going on for you, <laughs> you know, and, and you've realized that this year. So yeah, you've dabbled in both sides. I wouldn't be surprised if um, balance is a really key aspect of your life. Yeah, I'm working on it. It's a, it's a, it's a everyday, you know, uh, juggle with, of course, being a mom and working and all the things and the girls, but um, I'm slowly, you know, I'm slowly figuring it out and figuring out how you're saying to that, how important, you know, that really is in my life and, and speaking to that. I mean, and I mean, obviously, like, there's so much that we could talk about, but I want to talk about, you know, we're recording this now in the beginning of 2021. We just talked so much about 2020 you know, and I know you did your incredible predictions, you know, on your channel, which I'll obviously link here, but, you know, for those that are listening that maybe haven't dove into your content yet, um, hopefully they will after this, <laughs> um, what would you share about, you know, what you feel is coming, um, you know, in 2021 and what would you want those to know? Because I feel like, you know, like you said, there was so much that 2020 served. There's still so much that obviously is happening and going on all over the, the place between ourselves and in the outside world. You know, what would you want those to know that are thinking this is, you know, this is the beginning of 2021. Like, like where, where are we going? Where are we headed? <laughs> totally. So uh, it really depends on how you perceive it, right? Um, I do recommend that people watch my my full hour long video because I just can't say enough, you know, in this time slot. But what I would say is that for everyone who has not awakened, for everyone who is, has been the stubborn, negative, low vibrational, most likely not the people who are listening to this right now, but I guarantee that 
everyone who's listening to this right now can think of at least one person, if not multiple people who are very low vibrational, very negative. And you know what? I have compassion for those people. I don't blame them. It's been a terrible year. It's been awful in all of the physical material ways. And if that's all you've been looking at, then yeah, this is the worst year that humanity could ever possibly even imagine, right? So those people are going to continue to have breakdowns, breakdowns, breakdowns to eventually have that breakthrough, right? So talk about an ego death. So many individuals are gonna be having major, major ego deaths. Anything that you're still attached to, any old limiting belief that you still hold, any sort of uh, reoccurring habit pattern that doesn't serve you, all of that stuff is going to come to the surface. And all of us, even the ones who have done work, because I'm not fully enlightened or 5D or ascended, you know, I'm not even at that place. I still have a lot of human work to do. And we're all getting hit hard with those challenges, right? Maybe it's a relationship that you let go of five years ago. That's going to come back to you if you have not completed the karmic vibrational energy of it. Whatever those old 3D limiting things are, they're going to be very apparent to all of us moving into 2021. So at just a, an individual level, the work is definitely not going to subside. It's not going to end. Um, I do believe things like quarantine are going to continue. Um, I did see a lot of uprising, a lot of political issues, a lot of tumultuous stuff. And the other word that came was like exposure. Um, a lot of celebrities, a lot of politicians, a lot of stuff. Like once again, if we think about all of the old trudgy stuff in our individual lives coming to the surface, it's going to be the exact same, but for the collective, all of the old 3D trudgy, you know, um, limiting and even corrupt things that humanity as a whole at a public level have not witnessed, seen, or had validated is all going to really come to the surface in 2021 to be exposed. The work at an individual and a collective level is going to continue. It has to um, in order to get the majority of the people into a higher vibration. Everyone has a chance to ascend. Everyone has the opportunity to move in 5D. You know, all children, all animals, all people, you know, even, you know, your, your older mother who you would never think could ever believe in anything else other than Christianity, those people are going to start to shift. Um, and it has to be that way because that is just where the planet is going. Either we jump on, you know, the train or we're off of it. Right. So that's, you know, it's not, it's not clear cut in the way that this is going to happen at this time, because timelines are all over the place right now, the collective and our consciousness and our focus is in fear, and fear frequency is chaos. <laughs> and so collectively, that's kind of where the majority of people are. I can't wait for 2024, maybe even 2023 where we are seeing the majority of the collective on this higher frequency and this calm energy where we're creating unity consciousness and not polarity consciousness. But we've got a couple of years to go before we see that. Wow. I mean, 
I, I totally feel that and how you were saying with like that divide in consciousness, it's like, again, the systems around us, everything around us has created that divide. We actually all are of, you know, unity. And I love that you said that like in the near future, hopefully we will be getting to that unity consciousness and, you know, actually able to see that it really is the polarity that was created for us and not within us. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, you know, one thing that I want to add to that is this is a question that I had many, many years ago. This is a question that I've gotten, you know, constantly, probably the number one question that I get, which is, and whether you're, you're religious or you're just spiritual, um, you know, why is there suffering in the world, right? So initially it was Christians asking me, you know, why would God create suffering, you know, and then it rolls over to why would we, we're the creator, right? Why would I create all this suffering? And, you know, there's a, there's a very long answer to this, but the short answer is that we grow through challenge. And one time I had a really great conversation with source, just pure source consciousness. And I asked source the same question, why is there suffering? Why would we, as a fractal of you, create our own reality to have polarity and darkness and challenge and suffering? And what Source responded back to me was, imagine if you, as a human being, had absolutely everything that a human being could ever possibly want. All the friends, all the great family connections, all the money in the world, all the power, all the, you know, all the knowledge, right? Anything that you would, could ever possibly want, you had it all. And Source said, how long would it take you to get bored? And I'm like, oh, yeah, probably a weekend. <laughs> After <laughs> I played with all my like four wheelers and sea doos and all my toys, it would probably be, yeah, probably a weekend, right? Um, where I would start to get bored because there's nothing that's moving you, nothing that's pushing you, nothing that's challenging you, nothing that's allowing you to grow. Challenge allows for growth. Polarity allows for growth, right? Um, and, and that's, I think, why Source created itself and chose to forget its all its memories and all its knowledge and all its oneness and chose to come into lower vibrational frequencies to experience polarity and limitation and this matrix and the illusion so that we can then find our way out of it and grow and have different experiences and add to the collective experience. Having everything all at the same time, it does, it's going to get boring, right? So nowadays, you know, I'm in a place where I feel like I don't need to know what's next. I am so trusting of the highest vibration. I'm so trusting of where I am personally and where humanity is going collectively that I'm just kind of along for the ride, you know? Um, and, uh, and there's no fear that I hold anymore about even experiencing polarity. You know, even in 5D frequency, bad things are going to happen, um, but it's all really how we perceive them. Just like once again, getting, getting rear-ended by some kid who's texting, right? It's all how you perceive it. Oh, wow, now I get to have the massages every week paid for by the insurance company because I manifest <laughs> it, right? So it's all how you perceive it. And the second that we can switch over our perception is the second that we raise our vibration. 
Yeah, I love that you said that. And I mean, what I also got from that is like really letting go of like, you know, the true fear and control, the true, like, I, like you said, you have to know what's coming or you have to worry about what's happening. Like you just beautifully, you know, said you have let go and you're along for the ride and you're trusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm trusting not coming from an ignorant place. I'm trusting because I truly know and and see the awakening happening. If you asked me if I trusted that the collective was gonna wake up, you know, in time for 5D Ascension five years ago, I'd say, "Mm, you know, we might, we've got some work to do, right? (laughs) But after 2020, it's like, wow, it's happening. It's happening. Like I am just so in this place of being content and just observing the ascension and the awakening take place. I am just so in trust, especially after this year. I mean, it's so amazing. And obviously, you know, for those that are, you know, listening that maybe don't fully know what 5D Ascension is, again, you guys can go to, you know, Elizabeth April's, you know, uh, videos and, you know, do some research on your own. But what would you share with it that like would be one thing maybe, I mean, I don't know if this is too hard, but I'm just curious, is like one thing that you could pinpoint or share for those that are listening of like how you kind of know or you understand that you're starting to step into that 5d consciousness you're starting to ascend because even for myself as an individual I feel like I have felt all different moments of that as I found my own awakening and have been diving deeper and deeper into that but I have also been coming back to source and like asking myself like am I allowing that ascension like what can I further do to continue on this journey and so I'm sure there's others that are listening that are kind of you know, doing the same dance within their own mind. Oh my goodness. You know, dance is, is definitely what I would call it. Um, (laughs) You know, so 2020 and 2021 are going to be these years of major polarity within us as individuals. We are going to experience the darkest of the dark. We are going to experience and re-experience all of our challenges, all of the deep stuff, weird symptoms in our body that make us feel like we're dying. Like (laughs) we're going to experience all of it because we're purging it all out, right? And then, you know, and then shifting into these profound, but very, very quick moments of appreciation and gratitude and unconditional love. And then we're back into the density of it, right? So we're flipping rapidly back and forth between 3D and 5D. I actually just did a deep dive video on all of this. How do you know if you're in 3D? How do you know if you're in 5D? Put very plainly just yesterday. So you can check that out on on my YouTube. Um, But yeah, so how do you know if you're in 5D? Ultimately, it's holding this frequency of unconditional love. And by holding the frequency of unconditional love, it's holding the frequency of trust. I trust that I'm exactly where I need to be. I trust that I'm aligned to my highest self. I trust that even though I'm getting triggered in this moment, it's for a reason. I trust that even though I'm very angry in this moment, it's for a reason, right? So so once again, like moving into a 5D place doesn't mean that you're gonna stop stubbing your toe and it's not gonna hurt anymore. It means that we're perceiving it in a different way. So it's kind of like we're above the triggering and the reaction. Um, I also compared 3D to 5D and the state of being yesterday in my video to 3D is very in the mind. You're stuck in the mind. What's going on? Why is this happening? What do I need? What don't I have? The 3D state of being is really the embodiment of lack. 
I need to prove myself. I don't have enough. I'm judging. I'm jealous. You know, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, you know, I'm, this is my identity. I have to attach and I have these expectations. It's all this, this need for something different, something more. And that need really equates to lack energy. You're just in lack. <laughs> You're only in lack because you don't trust. And, and what I mentioned in the video is you could be homeless. You could, you could be living out of a cardboard box and you could be in 5D in, in fully loving the experience of the moment. Wow, like how amazing is it that I have a roof over my head? Even though it's a cardboard roof over my head, it's a roof, right? So you can perceive your reality in a 5D vibration and then eventually your physical reality catches up to you. So the 5D space is more of the heart space. It's more of the surrender. It's the trust. And it truly is more of that divine feminine, um, but empowered divine feminine sort of vibration. The divine masculine vibration is more of the figuring it out, more of the categorizing, more of the, the need to understand and know. Um, and that the 5D is more of that surrender and that trust. Wow. I just like, like literally my whole body just tingled when mm. you said all that. Like, I just like received that so hard. And I love that you, you know, articulated that like so beautifully of like that lack and that, you know, searching for something that really just doesn't exist. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And once again, once you really do quote unquote, have it all, which means like have everything that society tells you you should have to be happy, you're going to notice that you're still not happy as you and I have both experienced. And now it's time to go to those deeper connections and deeper experiences and, and, and deeper surrenders and trust. And once you get into that 5D place, it's like a huge weight is lifted off of your shoulders. And for the first time ever, you actually feel free because you don't need to prove yourself. There's no attachment to identity. There's no expectation of the next moment. We don't realize that being in 3D takes so much effort. It takes so much work to just prove ourselves and attach and project and, and, and protect and all of these things. Whereas being in 5D, it's like, hey, here I am, take me or leave me, but I am in my authentic state. And it, I don't care if you perceive me in the wrong way because I am just free in my own right. And that is power. That is true empowerment right there. Oh my gosh, I got chills when you said that because it's true. It's like you're truly stepping into your authentic self and owning it and not only owning it, but like you just said, you're actually like living it and you're saying, I don't care about who looks at me a certain way or what's perceived or what I was supposed to be or what you thought you, you thought of me. It's, this is me. I have stepped into who I am as Elizabeth. I have stepped into who I am as Allie. And anyone that's listening to this right now, like, you know, make that mental note to yourself. You know, when you step into that power of you, that's when you really step into who not only you are, but you connect back to that higher source of what Elizabeth's talking about. You, you connect back to the unconditional love, to everything that we all are, you know, I believe truly are. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's, it's so, it's so beautiful. It's so powerful. And we all deserve that freedom as souls. We really, truly all deserve that. Oh my gosh. I, I, I'm literally, I'm getting emotional listening to you because, mm -hmm. you know, I have to be honest, I didn't know where this conversation was going to go. 
you know, I mean, I had a lot of different ideas. I mean, like, you know, like you said in the beginning, when we first started talking about aliens and everything. It's like, there's so many different conversations I can have with you because you are just so, you know, in touch across, you know, the board and everything you do. But I truly feel like this was fully guided in that what you shared that what the collective needs to hear right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think ultimately what people need to know is that regardless if it's coming from me or, or you or, or any other teacher or healer or what have you, there's, there's help out there, you know, and we're not alone. Everything that you're experiencing, we're all experiencing. It's so wild. You know, I will, um, I'll have a headache or I'll get weird tooth pains or whatever. And I'll ask, you know, all the people, I'm like, Hey guys, is anyone else getting these weird experiences, these weird symptoms? And I'll have hundreds of people all respond saying, yes, 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 me too, you know, or weird cravings for food lately. Like it's just been so bizarre. And, and although so many people are like, oh my goodness, Elizabeth, you, you help me so much validate that I'm not crazy and that what I'm experiencing other people are too. And I, I don't think that, you know, my network realizes how much they help me also validate the fact that, you know, I'm not getting sick or going crazy or dying, you know, we're just all here expanding and awakening and, and we need that validation every once in a while. So you're not alone, you're not dying, you're not going crazy. And, you know, there's a whole group of people out there in the world who are all experiencing it. And it's just a matter of time before the entire world and the entire population are all on the same page. Wow. And how powerful that'll be. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Well, I can't thank you enough for sharing all of this, you know, and letting us know, you know, your own, you know, just your own journey and how it's brought you to not only your own individual journey, but to where you are, like you said, sharing so publicly. And by the way, I want to, you know, like, early congratulate you because I saw you post on your stories obviously because I follow you about BuzzFeed reaching out and Harper Bazaar I mean can we just talk about for a minute how freaking cool but crazy it is that like those types of publications are reaching out to you to discuss God knows what I mean <laughs> I mean I just like when I saw that I was like oh my gosh like there really is such a shift like the, the wow. fact that mainstream is reaching out to you to like have interviews it, it honestly boggled my mind yeah, totally. You know, and even with Harper's Bazaar, I, I had the interview and uh, I think it's going to be in print in March. And two days before that interview, um, or two days, I guess, before the journalist reached out, I said to the universe, I said, you know what? I want to kind of shift from doing podcast interviews and I want to do more print, but I want to do print in mainstream. And then two days later, Harper's Bazaar reaches out and I thought we were just going to talk about energy and 2020 and, you know, what my perspectives were on COVID, but like, I just put it all out there, you know, and in my mind, I'm like, Ooh, should I hold back? Right. It's pretty mainstream. But at the same time, it's like, why would I hold back to a mainstream publication when I'm already saying it all on my channel? Right. So it's like, you know what, this is an opportunity. I'm just going to say it all like it is and, uh, and see where it goes from there and just hold the highest intention. So yeah, so it's just, it's, I mean, that right there really shows us um, how rapidly things are ascending and, and moving forward. Yeah. I mean, how just, I just had to say like, that's just so freaking cool. And I love that you obviously, you just show again, like you just asked for it and there it was, and you know, they reached <laughs> out and 
I, you know, I think that's a great also like message for anyone listening right now. It's like, you've been saying this from the beginning of the show, but it's like, you know, truly realize that you are in not only your power, but you are able to create, you are able to manifest and create your own reality and whether it's good or bad, and you are able to constantly recreate it. And, you know, I mean, hello, look what you just did. I cannot wait to check out the interview with Harper Bazaar. It'd be interesting, of course, to see how they interpret it and share, because I know how that all goes. But I mean, just the fact that you had that opportunity and they wanted to hear from you and have you put it all out there is just so freaking cool. Totally. And it's just so interesting. Like as the vibration increases, the manifestation and law of attraction is rapid. Like, you know, I really want to just write all these notes about all the things that I manifest, but it, and it took me years to get here, but now people are manifesting just as rapidly, even without having to do the prior work. Like just two days ago, I thought to myself, I'm like, oh, I really want to watch a Disney movie, but all the Disney movies are on Disney Plus and I don't have a Disney Plus, you know, as you know, as a mom, right? I don't have a, a, a subscription. And then literally an hour and a half later, my friend reaches out and says, hey, you really need to watch the, the new Disney movie, Soul. And I said, oh, I can't watch it because I don't have Disney Plus. And she's like, oh, here's my login, right? So I had a thought of like, oh, I really want to watch a Disney movie. And then an hour and a half later, I get a free subscription to Disney Plus, right? It's just, we need to realize that we are manifestors and creators and everything that we think and everything that we say is being put out into the universe and even the negative things. And they're going to come right back around quite rapidly. Wow. And I, by the way, I'm like, I'm getting like these weird feelings because I've had so many people tell me that I need to watch this movie. So now I feel like you just saying that is just reconfirmation of like, I have to watch this movie. And I also am not, you know, um, connected or have a subscription to any of that for my own reasons of knowing kind of some of the things that have gone on with that. Um, and so I personally, you know, haven't subscribed to that, but I'm going to have to figure out a way to um, watch because you're like the fourth person now to tell me about this movie. Yes, manifest your own Disney Plus subscription. And you know what? I even said to my wife, I'm like, this is a movie that I would love my kids to watch and rewatch, you know, um, because it's a pretty good overview of, of, of souls and the afterlife and, and, uh, and that journey. So, yeah. So I think, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of contention. I know that there's a lot of conspiracy around Disney. And, and I agree that, you know, that has been definitely a, a brainwashing sort of <laughs> energy. But I also believe that we can override any of those prior intentions with our current intention because we are more powerful than that. And I still love watching all the old classics and the Disney movies, regardless of their subliminal messaging. Uh, that's a good, that's, that's a good message. And I, I think I needed to hear that because I definitely have moments where I'm like, oh, I can't watch this. You know, it's like, it's, yeah, it's especially really as a mom too, right? You want to be protective and aware of what your kids are consuming. So I get that, but also we can raise the vibration of anything um, that we, that we create around us. Yeah, no, I love that. And you're right. It's like, I do, I go into a protection of like, you know, mama bear obviously wants the best <laughs> for my girls. I want to make sure they're only, you know, consuming, you know, anything that, of course it, you know, but again, it goes back to, what we talked about that control of like not wanting them to maybe see something that could essentially condition or be brainwashing or whatever it may be. But I'm going to try to look at it like that. Like you just said of like, you know, you can create a higher power a you know a better consciousness I guess around it versus and maybe what it was created in mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah and I and I tell people all the time I say, you know 
I not not that I'm like a, a pro or anti-vaxxer, but I got all my vaccines as a kid. I watched all the Disney movies. I, you know, like I was completely inundated with with the matrix of this reality and I was still able to wake up. So for your kids, it's like they have the power to to navigate and discern and wake up and and still enjoy certain things as well. So it's once again, it's just important to get out of the fear of like, well, how is this going to affect rather than this feels right. So I'm going to do it because it's in alignment with where I am right now, you know? Yes, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So many gems. I could could talk to you like for (laughs) hours and hours. I mean. Truly, I can't thank you enough for being so, you know, not just open on my show, but just open in who you are, you know, in your space and what you share, you know, on your social and on your channel. You know, I think it's just so powerful and so amazing. And I, you know, and I can't even imagine how much of a validation it must be for you now to have gone from where you were to the girl who was essentially, you know, being made fun of and bullied to stepping into your power of who you are and not only you know, healing, I'm sure yourself as an individual, but to collective of how much you have, you know, shown up and been such a bright light to so many who are now kind of experiencing what you experienced back then. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a pleasure to chat with you and and connect and uh, spread more of that information. Yes. Well, tell us, you know, of course, where we can find you and follow you so they can hopefully, you know, all the things that you mentioned, you know, Palladians, Galactic Federation of Light, all the things that we didn't dive into, you guys have to go. And, you know, if you're really feeling like you want to explore, you want to understand more, you're just curious, you know, I'm tired and it's 11, 11 right now. So I'm, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, you know, tell us where we can find you and follow you and check out all those amazing things. Yeah. So just Elizabeth April across all social media platforms. I do have courses that are out there as well. Um, I've got a boot camp and a 3D to 5D shift masterclass. Those are probably the ones that everyone really needs right now. Um, and you can just find my online school from my Linktree link in um, Instagram or right off of my website too. So that's kind of what I'm really focusing on moving into the new year. But other than that, I do have a Galactic Federation Summit and tickets for that are just $11 every month on typically on the 11th of every month. And if you can't make it in person, there's always a recording. So you can check that out in the, uh, the summits and recording section of the website as well. Yes, guys. And I highly recommend, I have also like watched her replays and they're absolutely powerful and so incredible. I've watched so many of her YouTube videos and predictions. I mean, and I have to say, you know, not just saying this because she's on, but like she's spot on. So it's very intriguing and very, you know, I think it's really cool to dive into. So make sure you guys go check her out. It'll all be in the show notes. Elizabeth, thank you so much again for being here. And I look forward to further connecting with you and getting to see how also your journey continues to play out as we uh, all go through this together. Awesome. Likewise, Ali. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Till next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Ali Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired. 